You are listening to the B2B Marketing Mindset with Pete Monfrey and Bill Lowell. We want to help demystify marketing to reduce risk, drive more and better opportunities and grow your business. Are you ready to master marketing? Well, here we are again. You know, let's get right into the B2B Marketing Mindset, shall we? Because uh, you don't have time for us to dally. Uh, this is my co-host, Bill Lowell, from an undisclosed uh, location just west of Lake Michigan. He's dallying. <laughs> Starts with an E. Yeah. I want to give too much information. That's it. Thank you also so much. Also the national bird. Exactly. Um, you know, today, uh, let's engage in some real talk, okay? Enough of this theoretical bullshit. Uh, this is real, like for reals, people. Uh, so we just, let me give you a little bit of background. Um and uh, I'd ask Bill how you're doing, but honestly, nobody out there cares. No, they don't. And, and no, you know what? No. Every, it's minute by minute. So don't work, don't ask me that. personal. Yeah. <laughs> what's the point? Uh, yeah. And I'm biased. So even if I said <laughs> great, biased? I'm biased. So what's the difference? <laughs> the research guy says he's biased. I like that. Yeah. Um, so we did this online panel last week and it was awesome. Amazing. Uh, and I learned a lot. I mean, it's like, we don't, I don't do these panels just so I can blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I'm learning stuff. And, um, but it got me thinking about, uh, and we're going to pop a link to that, to the video of the panel in the comments. Um, we put that up on YouTube for those that missed it. Shame on you. Uh, but you get to see it. But it was about the post-COVID buyer's journey and how that's changing. And we got into some pretty high-level stuff about how the marketing landscape's changing and how technology is becoming more and more important for our clients, this kind of thing. And I realized that the majority of small to mid-sized business we work with, and keep in mind, we've been doing this for three decades, so we've worked with a lot of companies. They are really not even doing the most basic fundamental blocking and tackling of marketing. And so if you're in that boat and you're confused, you know it, it might not make sense for you to be worried about big data, advanced analytics, integrated CMS platforms, and all that sort of heady stuff. You're not there yet. You're not ready. And uh, I bet you aren't either, folks listening. So this is an important topic. And stay at the end for our final thoughts uh, so you can adapt and overcome. Um, and as always, there is a lot more information at b2bmarketingmindset.com. That's where we. That's where the episodes go to die. Uh, and so <laughs> you should go there too. Uh, I thought they just fade away. Yeah, uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, and... Um, but we've got, we've got six. No, we, they don't fade away because we keep reposting them over and over again. So people are like, hey, I swear I saw this before. We've, we've got six clues that you might not uh, be ready for this super high-tech attribution and segmentation and all these highfalutin things that these marketing experts talk about and makes you feel kind of confused and inadequate. Um, did we get LinkedIn working? We are now? All right. So, um, shame on you, LinkedIn. Uh, hey, stop so, that. You're an influencer. Don't be, oh, don't be doing that. You I'm could really sorry. crash the whole yeah, system. You've been accused of being bloviating LinkedIn influencers, but I assure you we are not LinkedIn influencers. Um, so these are six clues that you might not be ready uh, and we'll get into each one of these and talk a little bit about this uh, this concept. I find this concept hard to get across, so let's try. Um, 
So YouTube is not streaming. I see. It's not LinkedIn. Sorry, LinkedIn. It's YouTube. Sons of but we have other we have other platforms that we're on, right? Oh yeah, we're we on every iTunes. platform that you can imagine, um, yeah. and some you can't imagine. Uh, right. So uh, you can find this podcast literally everywhere uh, that fine podcasts are consumed. So let's say you like Spotify, you find us on Spotify. Now we're going to give you links directly to it. Sometimes kind of hard to find, but uh, you'll get there. We believe in you. Uh, so the first clue. No marketing strategy. You don't have a clear marketing strategy. What's a marketing turning, strategy anyway? You're turning this over to me. I so let, let me just reframe what you're asking. And so then I can try to answer the question. So what you're saying is uh, the panel discussion, we had all of this high tech stuff and there was some controversy. Some people were doing it. Some were advanced doing it. Others were not at all. And so we're asking the question, you know, if I'm sitting there in the audience right now, how do I know that I could even be thinking about this? And if and if the question is, do you have a marketing strategy or if you don't have one, then you're probably not ready. Is that right? And you asked me to define what that strategy is. I think so, be. because a marketing strategy and not just the one that's in your head. In other words, exactly. if you ask clients this question, everybody's like, oh, of course we do. We have a strategy. We're going to do A, right. B, and C, right? Yeah. If it ain't written, if it ain't a plan, if it's if it's yeah. not in a way that a team can implement, you don't have a strategy. But I mean, we're talking about things like, hey, we're running these three different ad sets, and each ad set has ten ads, and we want to track every single ad in every single campaign. Yeah. Why? And then I ask, why well, are you tracking? Do you are do you use Google Analytics or Ad Manager? What's that? Okay, you're not there yet. All right. And so, so, go ahead. So you were asking, like, you know, like, what is the marketing strategy? Absolutely, it's like, what what is your vision? And I love that you said writing it down because a lot of people do have it in their heads. And how many times have you and I gone into organizations where they tell us they have a strategy and then <laughs> they really don't? But that's a strategy too because we've had a strategy. Our strategy is. We're not going to have a strategy. So. Right. We're just going to throw stuff up on the wall and see what sticks, yeah. which I guess technically is a strategy. Not a good one, but it's a strategy. But we're going to talk about this later at another point. But I mean, again, a little bit longer term view. What are we trying to accomplish? What are our goals? I mean, you and I have talked about this in so many other podcasts. You know, what are the key measurables? You know, the the KPIs that we're going to try to measure to see. So but but the key thing is, do you have a vision for where you want to go in the future, both with your business and with your marketing, PR, advertising, everything else, digital marketing? So, right. You know, how I, does it I think work with that's sales, really, you know, how, absolutely. How, you know, which things should you be measuring? Are, are you measuring yes. the things that are easy to measure or the ones that actually count? And, right. and, you know, there's a lot of decisions that need to be made before you jump into the massive soup of technology out there. Well, um, and. And even before you jump into the massive tactics, Pete, right? Because it's like, how many times have people come to you to say, oh, I need you to do, and then you can even pick on digital right now. I need you to do digital. I need you to do that. Well, back SEO. up a second. Yeah. What are you trying to accomplish? So, yeah. There's a lot of folks out there that think that when you say marketing, that's analog to SEO. That's like, that's right. the only kind of marketing there is. And it's like, and I'll say this again, I've said it before. Hey, folks, uh, there's no such thing as digital marketing, okay? There is marketing, and then there are digital tactics. 
And yeah. so digital marketing is sort of like the words assault weapon, not <laughs> a, no such thing. Just a word, just some words people made up. Uh, and so, you know, if you're going to a digital agency and they do SEO and pay-per-click and web development, understand that they are in business to sell those things, okay? Marketing firms are in business to solve your problems, all right? Whatever way makes sense. And sometimes, you know, it. we've done this enough where we know not to get you in over your head, all right? If you don't have a marketing plan, that is a clue, all right? Get a clue, uh, you know, we can help you. I just want to add one thing too. I mean, there might be people that are viewing this that are part of the corporation, you know what I mean? So they're not part of the marketing and they may be the marketing department or the sales department or whatever the case is, but the same thing applies to them, right? I mean, if they're not, if they don't have their marketing plan in place or, you know, even a, a strategic plan, we might have some issues. So I, I, I love where right. you went with that. Well, thank you. My goodness. I know. It makes you are, you are an influencer in my book. Bloviating influencer. So, so keep, um, keep it up. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, this is the second one. You're not using analytics. Okay. Let me qualify that a little bit. There, we come across companies that, that literally are not using Google Analytics. Okay. That's one extreme. More commonly, they have an analytics account, but they haven't looked at it in six, seven, eight, nine months. All right. Or they've, they've installed a plugin on their WordPress website that is connected to Google Analytics, but again, asleep at the at the switch. Nobody's they're they're not they're not really using analytics. Okay. So ask yourself, are we leveraging analytics? I've even seen companies HubSpot has tremendous analytics. Companies pay a lot for HubSpot. Here's the secret about HubSpot. When you start, it's really cheap. And then it gets more and more and more expensive. Uh, a little bit of a racket, but it's a very powerful set of tools. Zoho One also has amazing analytics, but I guess it relates to the first point. You don't have a plan. You don't have a framework for analytics or for performance. Again, just having a lot of data doesn't matter, right? Um, the difference between you need data to and intelligence. You need to you need to really know how to utilize that. I mean, I, uh, we get a lot of clients that will come to us, and just like you had mentioned, they might have a ton of data, but they'll they'll throw it on our on our laps or whatever, and say, "Tell us what this means." You know, so there, just like you said, there's some intelligence. There's you have to apply some things to try to figure out what it all says. And if you don't have the time or the energy, I think it goes back to your first, you know, your second clue. It's like. You might be not ready for this quite yet. So well, it a lot of tools, the, but the marketing plan gives the data context. Yes. Right. Yes. And data by itself isn't something you can take action on. It's only through analysis and maybe right. through the lens of, of experience that it turns into intelligence and intelligence is what you can act on. Right. Maybe this is my work with the government that makes me think of these terms. Ooh. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah which I'm not going to talk about. And if I did, I would have to kill you. Uh, but well, I think that's along a really the important point, you know, are you along the same lines? Analytics? Yeah. I mean, even 
I go even with the analytics that we are using for companies. Like if we do a customer study or a brand perception study, or we test a new product or service, it's the same thing too. It's so their companies might want to utilize some of that stuff, but if they're not going to do something with it, Pete, what what's the point? You know what I mean? So, and that goes back to your key strategies and making sure that everything is ready in your marketing plan. So if you don't have that, the whole thing is starting to fall apart. So Again, you got to be you got to be willing to do something with the data that you have. Absolutely, and analytics, especially G four, which is the new uh, version of Google Analytics, it is a deep well. Uh, mm. You can go absolutely bananas, and it doesn't really even have to do with the size of your company. It really has to do with kind of what is your level of sophistication to decide which parts of analytics are you going to use, or which parts are meaningful to you and your objectives right. and. You know, I I wish marketing wasn't so complicated, right? Um, but it just is, uh, and we're stuck with it. So, and it's getting more complicated. But I guess the point of this episode is, you get to choose. You get to choose. Um, I I feel sometimes, you know, my little company here. Gosh, should I be, you know, should I be using advanced uh, segmentation techniques and putting all this energy and you know, we'll talk about this in an upcoming uh, point here, but. Man, I, I don't know if we can afford uh, measuring 800 things. You know, we look at the aggregate effect of our efforts, all right? I'll tell a little story about that here in a minute. Uh, you don't have any marketing expertise in-house. Another clue. Is it a core capability of your company? If it's not, maybe mapping 15 different customer journeys is over the top for you. Yeah. I wish I had that graphic that Gartner had of the average oh, that customer was a, journey. And it, it looked like the blueprint for the space shuttle. Yeah. Maybe we can put a link later on uh, on something that people could go to that. Because that was a good article, too, about all that of that. That was a good article. I'll find that. By the way, I don't think not having marketing expertise in-house is no crime, you know. So there are other opportunities for people. So I think, you know, I, I don't know that that's. Yeah, it might be something that you're not ready for MarTech, but maybe somebody else can help you with that. But, uh, you know, there's lots of ways to get it. And again, I think it goes back to the strategy or your overall strategic plan. What are you trying to accomplish and how are you going to try to grow? Because does that require that you bring somebody in uh, inside or does that mean that you can actually uh, maybe handle it with a part-time person doing your marketing or something else? So I think that that's really, that's a good point. But, but let's say though that you are a CEO and you want to bring in uh, any kind of marketing talent, okay? Yeah. I, I think the reality is it's up it's you must do your due diligence and yes. at least know enough to uh, to be able to choose, right? Yes. And so I think that's where it gets kind of tricky that um, I was hoping to bring that graphic up. Well, it is. It's while you're doing that, it is a match game. Because remember in the podcast or the, the panel discussion, I brought that up. We have a client that's, they're not a small, I mean, they're probably a $50 million manufacturing company. They're, you know, uh, but somebody from a Fortune 500 company came to do their marketing. <laughs> I mean, I, right. I knew the first day I met the person, I thought, oh, my client is in serious trouble because this person's going to expect so much and have, 
you know, so many requests and they couldn't keep up and he's gone now, just so you know. I mean, it's like, so, you know, so to your point, know what you want, know what you want them to do. Um, And then also, like you were talking about earlier, everybody's got their own expertise or area that they kind of have a little bit more specialty than others. So find that out too, before you bring somebody inside, you know? Yeah. And I, you know, it, it's, it's difficult. (laughs) We've got the graphic up, but it's like, it's just whacked out, but here, maybe I can show it. Why don't Um, you just like visually draw it with your hands, Pete, and try to explain it to me. I'll just try. Um, But look at that. I mean, that is, I mean, if you're trying to document your buyer's journey at that level, um, it's just an exercise in futility. So uh, you're just not ready for that. Um, And I would say even a lot of larger companies aren't ready for it. But, you know, one of the things a good marketing firm, marketing consultant, marketing advisor, one of the core pieces of what we do is to know what's appropriate for different size clients because they might look at our background our resume our our our, uh, you know who we work with in the past and they see you know i think in both of our cases they might see just enormous companies fortune 100 companies um and so their first thought is man this guy he's going to come in here and tell us to do what harley davidson does no 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 you're not going to stay in business for three decades doing that okay it's core to what we do to know what works for different size companies. The reality is I've worked with a lot of small companies too. It's just that you're not going to recognize their logo. So I don't put it up. You know, have you heard of Batsner pest management? I have actually. Probably not. I know you have, because both of us know Jerry Batsner who I love and he's retired now. And I think oh, his kids have not taken over the, it's an empire. Yeah. It's an empire yeah. in Wisconsin, but most people probably haven't heard of that. So um, something to think about. Job. I'm rambling at this point. Let's go to the next point. This is a big one. Your data is probably a mess. Is your data a mess? Be honest. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with me. Be honest with your mom because she knows. Yeah. Your data is a mess, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, why does this matter? Uh, you know, it's 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 one of my pet peeves, and it's actually really really frustrating to me because I was like telling you this before we started the podcast. Even and and people need to understand what does that mean by the data, and it can be so much. But like I'm going to even reduce it down to the ridiculous. Okay, let's talk about your data of your customers or your target prospects. Do you have a good list of them and do you have up-to-date email addresses or do you just have a listing of the companies? And the reason I'm laughing about that is because a lot of times we'll have somebody that wants us to do a customer study or a brand perception study. And I tell them, you know, it's probably going to take you two to three months to get all of your names and lists and everything. And they look at me like I'm on some other planet. Yeah, and then it's like, no. a little yeah, extra that's exactly it. You know, three months later, we might be able to kick off the study because their data is a mess. And, uh, you know, or somebody is the one that's been entering it all or doing all of their stuff and they have their own rhyme or reason, but it doesn't make any sense to anybody else. I mean, so that's as, that's a simplified version. Now take some of your advanced stuff that you deal with. And now we've got some scary scenarios, don't we? Well, and it honestly, nobody's data is in great shape. That's just the fact. Um, I think there's a real distorted view of this stuff because 
people aren't going to admit this out of the gate. I, I think there's another part of it where those of us that are steeped in this, you know, I think of technology people, people who are just super deep into technology. It's very easy for them to assume that everybody's sort of at their level. Exactly. When in reality, it's more like, you know, companies are 10 years behind, right? right? I mean, just because you know everything there is to know about cybersecurity, your customers are like kindergartners most of the time. And I don't mean this in a derogatory way at all. I mean, I think in many ways, our company can be a kindergartner in many areas. Um, in my own area of expertise, I will tend to overestimate the market knowledge. Uh, and so sometimes you got to bring it down. We help the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma uh, create a business incubator. Me and my friend, Bill Wimberly. Um, hope you're out there, Bill. Uh, and uh, we had this idea of where we would start creating these courses for the tribal people in terms of how to start a business and all this sort of thing. And as we went around to the different towns in Southeast Oklahoma and we talked to them, we started to realize they were far, far behind where we thought they would be. Like our idea of where would a beginner start, let's say that was here, they were here, you know, and so that was, you know, a big wake up call for us. And so we were able to successfully, and by the way, the Choctaw Nation struggled with this for, I think, two years, and we were able to get the entire thing off the ground in six months, including, I, I believe they had 5,000 square feet um, of physical space. And we had, I think, oh. 40 uh, tribal members starting their own businesses. So very proud of that. But, but we definitely had to dial it back. What was what was yeah. basic to us was not basic to them. So I think it's a good, but, good illustration of that. that. That's a great illustration, but, but even just let me highlight something else. But I mean, think about, they at least had the vision like you're talking about to, Hey, this is good. We could get some people to start their own business. So, so in a way they were already on their oh, yeah. set course with what, I mean, and so you just being able to dial it down a little bit more, it was just a tweak. I mean, in a way, they've already had a lot of these other things in place, which is which is nice, the vision, the plan. And, and so, you know, that's that's kind of what we've been talking about in this podcast is like having those ducks in a row. And and so, like so many of our clients, they really are stuck at execution. They, they couldn't mm -hmm. figure out how to execute. Now, we we execute to survive. And so, yeah. you know, that's it's not like we're geniuses. It's just out of necessity. So, um, but yeah, it was a great experience. I was also liaison to the uh, Obamacare uh, or not Obamacare, the uh, Obama Promise Zone Initiative. So huh. that was kind of awesome. But um, also, point number, I don't know which number, uh, but... We are on something about you can't you afford it. You cannot afford it, people. Simply put, the more things you measure, the more expensive it is. So if you're worried about that you can't afford sales collateral or a new website... You probably shouldn't be flipping out about signing up for Salesforce, which I find to be the most complicated CRM on the planet. Salesforce? Yeah. It's like Microsoft designed it or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, but what do you think of that? I just had that idea. It's just the more things you measure, the more expensive it is. Could your budget be used better? Yeah. than trying to measure every minute detail of every little thing? I think it goes back to some of the stuff that we talked about in, 
a previous podcast on setting budgets and how are we going to do that. So, you know, I think the key thing, like we've talked about in the past is like, what are, what are those key performance indicators? What are the things you're trying to accomplish? What are in your goals and objectives? And once you get that outlined and you're not going to have that outlined if you have no clear marketing strategy, but once you get that outline, then you know, kind of what are the things that are going to be critical to measure? And, you know, some of the stuff is impossible to measure. You mentioned a really good example, uh, you know, on the podcast where you were talking about, you know, somebody's sending an email and what's the return on that, on that email blast or whatever would, when it, you know what, that might've been the third or fourth thing of a touch point that some other area where they, they hit the customer and it's like, so measuring that might even been the wrong thing. So it takes some sophistication to look at that. Well, I love that example. I mean, this just recently happened to me and, and, you know, God bless them. I mean, it's not a bad question. I thought, in fact, the person asking it was obviously very sophisticated, knew exactly what he was talking about, but there was, there was kind of a threshold where he went off into an area that was going to take me far too much time and explanation to, to have him understand why what he was asking for made no sense. Uh, and what he was saying is, if you send an email, can you predict how many customers that we're going to get from that email? Sort of, but one, if you're just talking about one email, no. Um, and the example I gave is, you know, a, somebody might respond to, let's say they respond to the third email in a series of emails. And that's one campaign out of dozens of campaigns that you might've sent previously. Plus you're also doing social posting, Maybe you're doing advertising, maybe you're doing publicity, maybe you're doing speaking. So this person runs into your company or your brand or your name when you're speaking and they run into, they see your social posts and maybe they attend an event and they meet you in person and then maybe they receive an email and then another email and then maybe something else happens. And then finally, maybe on that third email, they respond, right? If we're doing what most companies do when it comes to uh, figuring out what's working, in other words, attribution, it's called last click attribution. The thing that they last clicked on is the thing that gets measured. If we were doing it that way, all of those things that led up to them finally being confident in us enough to respond, we would kill them off and say, we're only doing email because these people are only clicking on these emails. We're not going to do right. all this other stuff, this podcast, what a waste of time. Uh, that's not how it works. There's something, everybody Google it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's called integrated marketing. Although the youngsters probably have a new name for it now. God only knows uh, what it might I, be. I don't Integrated marketing. I, you know, I'm teaching a, a class this semester on public relations planning, and they're still chatting about that in, in the planning class. So How to measure it. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think it's a critical thing, and you just hit on it, I think, with a home run with it's like there's just so much more that is integrated that you're going to be doing. So you, if you measure just one thing, uh, I think you do yourself a disservice. And I think that's what your that's what your point is. And it's certainly not going to be predictable. Yeah, I mean, whatever's working is not going to work anymore if you don't take into account. So this, my answer was the better way to do this is to measure the aggregate effect. You're still going to measure yes. those individual things, but it's in the context of the aggregate. Like, yeah. you know, I can tell you what our open rate is. I can tell you what our click-through rate. I can tell you what our conversion rate is. I can tell you what our close rate is. Right. Any one of those measurements aren't really going to tell me much. It's the aggregate of them that starts to make sense. Unfortunately, our bullet point here runs off the screen, but it says short-term uh -oh. focus over long-term strat. 
strategy. Uh -oh. <laughs> um, there you go. It's that dang subscribe button. Here, do we have any control over that? Boom. Uh -oh. No, it's still uh -oh. cut off. Oh, so wow. what you're saying is for this for this bullet point, Pete, we're not going to allow any subscribers, any new subscribers, because nope. we're going to have that run over the button. Yep. You're going to screw everything up. No, it's, it's not even a real button. It's a graphic. But short-term focus over long-term strategy. So uh, this is tough because short-term does matter. Long-term matters. When we're talking about adopting advanced marketing strategies, big data, CRM, all of these intense they, things. Yeah, they talked about AI. A long time. AI. Yeah. It's gonna Virtual take reality. It's going to take time to iron it out, let alone start seeing some results. Don't forget about your sales cycle. What yes. if you're, you know, I have, I have companies come to me and they want to see results in 30 days. I want to see results in 30 days. I say, what's your, uh, well, how long is your sales cycle? Eh, six months to a year. <laughs> so, yeah. now, you know, we can show something in 30 days, but it's not going to be what you want. You know, they're talking about, hey, revenue. How long until what you're doing turns into revenue? We get a return on every dollar we spend with you. We need it to happen in 30 days, 60 days. Sales cycle, right? How long is it going to take you to get your data together? Uh, you know, I mean, look, it's, we're not, we're, we are making fun, I guess. There is a snark level on this show, by the way. Uh, but we don't, we don't mean to offend the buy it. It's, we hope that you're taking something away from this, that we really know this game inside and out. Just trust that we're going to do the right things for you. And that we're not just trying to mislead or, or whatever. I mean, if we well, could deliver results that, you know, if we could re deliver revenue in 30 days of engaging us, um, I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. I'd be on a boat somewhere off in the Bahamas. Yeah, there you go. You know, you're, you're right though. It's even just your thought and ideas that, hey, we did this panel. Some people might've uh, been confused or maybe we need to back up. Again, it's just, it's that whole attitude that you're saying. I, I think the, the goal of our podcast is to educate people and to take them from wherever they are to hopefully get them further along. And, and that's why I really appreciated you having this idea to do that today. So I think, I think it I, kind I think of struck us both at the same time. And, and it, it's a constant battle when we're coming up with topics for the podcast that we're trying to modulate between talking under the audience's head or talking over the audience's head. And so, you know, your feedback uh, helps us do that. So your comments, your emails, uh, all these things, and sometime, someday we're gonna read some emails, but um, that really helps us. So keep that coming. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a constant sort of measure that we're trying to eyeball in such a way. Yeah. So, um, and I do think, I bet you, I would bet that we would we tend to overshoot the mark sometimes because I think, I think it's super hard to get outside of your own personal lens. And I don't care how good you are. I mean, it's just, it's just the nature of being human, right? I mean, I'm going to overestimate that, you know, people understand what I'm talking about. Maybe they don't just like, I don't understand what people are talking about. A lot of times, David Smith, <laughs> <laughs> I just, David's my friend. I'll just be like, yeah, sure. Um, 
But, you know, David's smarter than me. So let's go to final thoughts. You know what happens when we go to final thoughts, right? We get ready to close the show. Final thoughts. Now we run a silly graphic and we shut up. Uh, but uh, we could mute all the mics, I guess. But it's too much work. I'm, la- I'm a very lazy man. Final thoughts. Um, <laughs> that graphic is silly and I'm keeping it. Um, Great. Final thoughts. Um, you start. Okay, thank you. Well, I think a couple things. I think, first of all, it is okay to want to do marketing technology. And so even though we had six steps today of why you may not be ready, you might be getting close. And so the key is that's part of the goal. So one of the things that I always like to tell people, and somebody told me this when I first started off is, you know, part of it is looking at the art of the possibility. You know what I mean? So so when you're visioning, when you're thinking of where you want to go and what you want to do, if if marketing technologies are going to be part of that, that's wonderful. Put that in your plan and move toward it. If you're not there today, maybe a year from now you might get there or maybe that's part of your plan or maybe it's two years. But, you know, you'll you'll get there. So that's that's the one thing. The second thing that I would kind of tell you is. I still think we got to back up after you do that plan, you know, you got to have some research and, and make sure that that plan is going to be solid. And then you can start doing some of this other stuff. So like you said, early on in this podcast, Pete, it's all about the fundamentals. You know, I think if you're doing the fundamentals, great, you can move to the next level. If you're not, let's, let's get those fundamentals perfected first. And every plan should be flexible, right? I mean, whatever you decide, this is the plan today. You might yes. find out in two months that there needs to be tweaked, needs to be changed. Might have gotten some of it wrong. Um, right. Even research can be wrong, right? I mean, and oh. so you you need to stay flexible. Yeah. I think I think it's a different calculus for every single company. And mm-hmm. you know, when when somebody and I hate to use us as an example, the show is not about selling our services. Although, if you go to bddonline.com, you can learn a lot more about Bill. Oh wow! Um, but uh, I got you covered. Um, it's when people hire us, and I say the collective royal us. Um, part of our value is that we immediately increase the level of sophistication of your customer acquisition efforts. Right? We work on this. We work on sales process too at Clarity Marketing Support. We work on marketing planning, audits, research, this sort of thing. So. Immediately, it's you're going to make a quantum leap ahead in the level of sophistication. The next step after that is what can you handle? What can we adopt in the short term? What do we need to do to get this going? And then what what are we going to do next year? What are we going to do the second year after that? We like like one of the one of my favorite things uh, is traction, uh, the EOS system, and they talk about you know the the one year. Um, you know, the one-year plan, the three-year picture, the 10-year plan, right? And kind of having a sense, and as you go out farther in time, I think the detail level is lower, but our plans generally are going to be 12 to 18 months in a lot of detail by month by month, who's responsible for what, budget expenditures, all of that stuff, okay? Three years is going to be a little looser, 10 years is going to be a lot looser because 10 years is going to change. Everything's going to change. Think about 10 years. So it's 2023. 10 years ago is 2013. Wow. I know. And and you know what? For 
for old guys like me, I blinked. I mean, to me, it just seems like yesterday, but for some people. Go back 20 years and we were wearing yeah. shoulder pads. Yeah, That's a problem. Uh, but what a great topic. Um, you know, If I can I, just plug one more thing, though, because you were. You were talking about some of your process, and I just wanted to let the viewers know. I think if somebody had the uh, opportunity to look at your blueprint and what you put together, I mean, and like I said on our panel discussion or the podcast last week, I mean, I think your your competitive modeling is probably as sophisticated as I've ever seen. And I think even just taking somebody through wow. some of those things is is a powerful thing, but it's it's a start. It gets people going, you know, so talk to you about that. Thank you. That is high praise from you. Yeah. Uh, I should change your name to the professor. Uh oh. Like, okay. Uh, Gilligan's Island. Um, <laughs> maybe next week I'll be Gilligan and you be the professor. Uh, but right. uh, but yeah, and and I'll tell you, it, this is part of what we do is we take on the complexity, right? And where our job is to break this down for our clients so that they're not swimming in complexity. It's our job to filter that, make it make sense and then communicate it clearly. And so if you're working with somebody that you're more confused after you sit down with them than when you started, you know, that's, that's can be a problem. So, uh, but thank you for that. I mean, I think we should, we should have a graphic artist uh, make that prettier uh, and then we can show it to people. And I, I that would, I that would be, you know, well, you, you've got like the best graphic artist in the country um, with a connection to you right next door. Several. So yes. I, uh, I, fact, I think I would, uh, we can and talk to Heidi. We, we should give some credits. Uh, this program is produced by Heidi Designs, and they make all these cool graphics and make us look good. And and then also, my son Enzo is our is our podcast producer. He takes care of our huh. syndication, does all of our editing. He takes care of the website. So it's a family uh, family business here, and so very uh, very proud of that. Um, and he's a, he's a celebrity in his own right. I mean, yeah, I remember he, when he was a young man, he was traveling the world doing educational uh, adventures. So that's pretty cool too. It's a different life, that kid. Uh, he's you know he's, he's had the lead role in two feature films now. Oh wow, very and cool. Now he's starting a uh, he works with the National Cave Rescue Commission, and so oh, wow. he is a cave rescue guy. Interesting. So going down okay. into caverns, I believe they call it spelunking. Um, yes, actually, so, that's yeah, right. He's hardcore. Um, wow. Spends all his money on carabiners. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyway, listen, it's good to see you. And um, you as well. until next week, every Thursday, 11 o'clock central, right here on LinkedIn, B2B Marketing Mindset. You can go to the dot com right up there on your screen, right there. Uh, and uh, see a lot more of it and we hope you do great so until next time i i really hope the voiceover is uh gonna work here let's uh let's just see what happens maybe i can get on it fast so many switches and dials it's like i'm flying the space shuttle over here uh -oh. You've been listening to the B2B Marketing Mindset with Pete Monfrey and Bill Lowell. Add to the conversation by commenting, sharing and liking. And don't forget to subscribe and check out the links in the comments. Learn more at b2bmarketingmindset.com.